The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to In Discussion. My guest today has, as a commercial and fine art photographer, created an impressive body of work over the last 20 years. Aston Morgan discusses his recent work created at the famous festival Sandagatha in Sicily. And this is second appearance on the program. My guest today is a commercial photographer, photographic artist, philanthropist and spokesman involved in the photographic industry for well over 20 years. His appreciation of the visual arts was born while growing up between the two colourful cultures of southern Louisiana and Sicily, Italy. The Fiesta de Santa Agatha, one of the largest attended religious festivals in the world, is an event to which Astor has since returned for the second time to photograph and record. He joins me in this, his second appearance on the program, to talk to his work and this passion for recording one of the most important, significant events in the religious calendar. Aston Morgan, welcome to you once again. Thank you, David, for having me. You're very welcome. Aston, it's a great pleasure. We talked in the first program, obviously, about this wonderful event, and you have since returned. What was it, as a photographer, that enabled this idea of returning again? What was the passion that you saw in this particular event? You know, it was actually coming home and living with the photos that I shot at the first event. Um, I was basically reliving the event. Every time I looked at these images, I was remembering the sounds and remembering the people and basically rediscovering the event and realizing how special it is, how special it is to me, you know, as far as my ancestry and my culture. How do you go from being a commercial photographer and obviously you're very involved in organizations and clubs and groups to changing your mindset to going to Italy to photograph this. Well, I think photography is definitely a passion of mine, whether I'm, you know, I'm working or I'm actually the chairman of the board of the Advertising Photographers of Los Angeles. And if it's instilling ethics into someone or, or you know, telling someone how they should conduct business, if it's you know having to do with photography, I enjoy that. So it's you know every aspect of photography, from business to litigation to actually taking the images. I actually enjoy the whole process. And when you went back over this time, did you take the family? I did not take the family this time. There are plans of, of going this summer with the family. Obviously, knowing you well, how involved, intimately involved, is your family with your work, Aster? Well. It's almost by no choice of their own that they're involved in my work because it's all over the place. It's, <laughs> you know, I, I bring my camera everywhere we go. I take my children to art openings. I take them to a photography exhibits. They're really involved in it. I actually recently taught a class for the Lucy Foundation, and it was actually it was a volunteer class that I, I taught to hand-selected teenagers. And my nine-year-old daughter, who just turned 10 yesterday, my nine-year-old daughter came along with me on this class, and it was a class on toy cameras. So I took these uh, 16 students around for the day and just teaching them about photography. So I asked her if she wanted to go with me, and she did. And she actually took the class with the students and was just as involved as these other you know, 
children that were all, you know, four and six years older than her. And she was just as involved and excited about taking the pictures as they were. Do you ever think to yourself that perhaps they'll walk in your footsteps? Sometimes I think they might, especially to some extent. They do enjoy images. They, they get excited whenever they see my pictures in magazines. They're like, oh, it's Papa's picture. Look at Papa's picture, you know. When I have the camera, they often take it from me and go off and take pictures of, you know, roly-polies or flowers or, or whatever they find that they, that they think is beautiful that they, that they would like to record. Now, obviously, your roots are in Sicily, and you've traveled extensively during your lifetime, obviously, between this American culture that you live in and Italian culture. Can you define the differences in those two? Uh, you, you must have this extreme visibility of how very, very contrasting they are. I have to say, especially in southern Italy and in, in Sicily, they're so giving. One of the things about these people being, you know, devoted and, and being the, the devotee, it's not a surprise to me as I think about it and, and sort of investigate this on my own, is that they're, they're so giving of, of anything that they have that if you're their friend and their family and if you're in need and they have it, it's yours, you know, no question about it. There were times whenever I was a child that, you know, having been here and not speaking poorly of my family here, it's just the, 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 way, people, the way we are here. People don't really buy things unless it's your birthday or unless it's a celebration. They don't buy things for you just to buy it for you. Whereas whenever I would go to Sicily, I would have family members that would try and buy me shoes and buy me clothes. And I was kind of reluctant to that. I, it, would make, it really made me feel uncomfortable sometimes because I wasn't used to it for nine months out of the year. You know, nine months out of the year I was here and then I would spend another, you know, two or three months there. So... I had to begin to understand it before I could accept those gifts. That is somewhat of a sad vindication of American society now, wouldn't you say? Either a you know, sad vindication of American society or a celebration of the Sicilian society. You know, <laughs> it is something that I hold dear. I'm you know, fiercely loyal if you're my friend or my family and you, know, you need a place to stay or whatever. It's there. If I've got it, it's yours. There's no questions asked. And that's due to my Sicilian, my Sicilian upbringing. For the sake of the listeners, Asta, just define Sicily itself as being part of Italy and yet by historical significance is also independent? You know, everyone has been trying to conquer it and different people have ruled it, you know, over the centuries. They are kind of on their own. They are kind of a different culture than, than northern Italy. There's Arab influence, there's African influence, there's Greek influence. You know, the Roman Empire, you know, ruled it at one point. So there's all these parts of different cultures that exist there that, that make it quite unique than other parts of Italy or, or other, you know, other parts of the world, to my knowledge, for that matter. Could you, therefore, with that in mind, look back to the first body of work that you created in, I believe, 2009, and give me your perspective of how you felt about that work then and then how you feel about that work now, having just returned a second time? Well, when I went there the first time and then got into the middle of it and I started taking these photos, everyone that was around Santa Agata, they were, you know, they were somewhat welcoming to me. There was a lot of pushing and shoving, but it wasn't from an individual. The pushing and shoving was basically from the crowd. The people that were close to me, they, you know, everyone sort of takes care of each other. And when I was, you know, close to Santa Agata, the, the devotee that were around her, they, you know, they gave me my space. They allowed me to take pictures. They, they gave me access. Going back and looking at those pictures, it's sort of what sparked my interest or my, you know, my rediscovering of it. And the reason why I say rediscovering is that I knew these festivals went on, but, you know, as a teenager, you know, I wasn't interested in them. I just, you know, as a kid, that, that sort of took them for granted, as I've said. I really cherish these photos from the first time I went because it's, it's what 
sparked my interest to get me to now from going back and revisiting it and really, really finding out more about my culture and my heritage. You know, when I had the privilege of talking to Michael York, the film actor, he used to say to me that the amazing thing about being on the stage is that you receive this this enthusiasm that actually changes your work. It molds you as an actor more so than being in front of a camera on a film set. What do these people do for you when you're actually in these crowds? How does that change you as a photographer? When I'm in those crowds, as, as a photographer, let's say when I'm doing a portrait, I try and connect with the person that I'm photographing. I'm not trying to get a fancy pose. I try not to shoot the actor. I try and, even for that 60th of a second, I try and photograph the person. When I'm in this crowd, I, again, I'm trying to photograph the people and, and what's happening, and I want to be a part of what they're doing so that I don't influence what they do. I want to be welcomed into the, into the fold there, so... I try not to get in the way, but I try and record. I do it in a, in a respectful manner that allows them to continue to be themselves and continue to have their celebration. May we turn to the festival itself, Asta, and talk about its significance, its history, not only in the past, but where it stands today. In terms of the religious significance, in terms of how impactful it is on people that actually live there versus people who travel a long distance to get there? Well, as, as far as the history of the festival, I know we kind of went over a little bit of the history of Santa Agatha in the first interview, how she was tortured and became a martyr and would not denounce her faith, and that's why she was sought after to, to denounce her faith, because she dedicated her life to, to Jesus Christ. She actually was you know, tortured and killed in the year 251, and starting in the year 252, they were actually celebrating her in the churches. They celebrating her life and celebrating her as, as a martyr and then her eventual becoming a saint. They've been celebrating her since since her passing. And it's it's only grown since then. They used to, you know, have processions through the streets and they would bring pieces of her veil. And up until recently, they really started celebrating her. They in um, I think it was nineteen forty six was whenever the city actually planned the event. They actually planned where St. Agatha was going to walk, where they were going to take her, and they actually planned a route. So the celebration has been going on for centuries, but it has only been, I don't want to say the word publicized, or has really been planned in recent years, since, um, since the 40s, right after World War II, actually. What sort of event is it considered to be in mainland Italy? Is it one of their most important religious events in the calendar? As far as mainland Italy, i I'm not sure how they see it. I know it's on the news there. It's on the on their national news. In Sicily, it is a you know it is a very important event. Santa Agata Agata was actually born in Catania, Sicily, and she's you know she's become the patron saint of Catania, Sicily, and she's become their spokesperson, so to speak, or their connection, or their the person that they can relate to. So for that, she's become a you know very important to many people in the Sicilian region. Is the Catholic faith very, very pivotal in this? Is, does it show through? Is it an essential ingredient in this that uh, that you see? Yes, absolutely. There's, you know, the church bells are ringing. There's, um, you know, Catholic church. Catholic churches are everywhere. It is, it is heavy in Catholicism. But also about Santa Agata is that she's not only in Sicily. She is like in South America, Spain. There are other people who do celebrate her. But as far as um, the celebration that's this large... It's in, it's in Catania, Sicily. How has it changed, this town? It must have brought a huge attention to this place. Well, I'm sure that, you know, during the festival, there's lots of attention that 
is brought to Catania. I would imagine that the you know tourism raises because of it. I'm sure that there are people who come to witness the festival, and there are people who come to be a part of the festival. As long as there's that positive that's going on, the positive with the people and and their devotion to their to their saint, I think it makes the place, and it, it may very well make the world a better place, just by the fact that these people, the devotee, are bringing attention to someone like Santa Agata, bringing attention to her dedication to Christ and and their dedication to her. It's not about the Pope, it's not about the priests, it's about the devotee, the individual, and Santa Agatha. I'm interested, Asta, if you take the photographer away for one minute, what effect does it have upon yourself? When I'm there, and I'm in there, you know, taking these photographs and, and recording what I'm seeing, I, I get a lot from it. I get a lot from it, you know, even if I you know put my camera down, I, I feel like I... I gain a lot emotionally, and I get a lot from these people. I, I feel like I get a lot also from Santa Agatha. I, I feel like that this is a gift that I'm getting that's happening in front of me, seeing this and seeing Santa Agatha. Do you think it uh, changes people, this festival, Asta? Do they become very, very emotive? That is something that's not usually something that you, you would see from these people, only, only when they come to this festival, which you, which you obviously capture. Well, I have to say that, you know, some of my family members are involved in this, and I know the life that they live outside of the festival. Um, I can't speak for everyone that's there, um, but knowing that, you know, my family that do attend the festival, that do light candles, that, that do take part in the procession, um, they, they do live, they do live um, nice lives. They do live lives based on their beliefs, and they, um, they attend this festival every year. Is it, um, is it at the end of the day for a photographer very, very physically uh, challenging, or, or is it very mentally challenging, or is it a combination of, of both of those? You know, I guess it depends on how, how much you get into it. I mean, I really get into it. I mean, in fact, at this last festival, this is the, the festival that I attended in February, lasts three days. And following Santa Agatha around and seeing all the places where she stops, she stops at the, far, at the market, she stops at the fish market, she stops at places where she, where she performed miracles. And at each of these places during this three-day festival, I did see one or two other photographers along the way. But I never saw the same photographer in more than one place. I was really the only photographer that really truly followed Santa Agatha for the entire three days, and I was at every single location. The devotee, the, the core devotee, they're called the, um, the, the Circle of Santa Agatha, that are there near Santa Agatha, they were like recognizing me and seeing me and you know, talking to me and like giving me access and sometimes you know, allowing me to take extra pictures or even sometimes posing for me. But they saw me and they saw my dedication. 
so at the end of the day, I was physically and mentally tired whenever I would, I would go back to my cousin's house and sleep for literally two or three hours and then go back out and find Santa Agatha and, and go along with her again. So for the people who may attend, you know, certain points or just, you know, for an hour or two, you, you're not going to be as mentally or physically tired. But for me, I was definitely tired. Are you fully immersed in this during this period? I mean, from the from the day that you arrive there to the day that you leave? A hundred percent. So you, you really are in a different world. Absolutely. I'm basically, you know, on this last trip, I was shooting digital, and I would basically get back to my cut. I would go out and fill up all my cards, go back to my cousins, download the cards, nap for no more than three hours, seriously, one or two hours, and then I would go back out to the festival because I would hear fireworks going or I would hear the crowd because I have family that live right in the middle of the city, so I could hear the stuff going on. Even though I wasn't physically there, I could hear everything going on, so I had to, I had to get back out to it. I just had a drive to go back out and, and keep on shooting. I didn't want to miss anything. You know, like I said, these devotees really, they saw this in me, I guess, and I was really at every single spot. I, I got in there, and I was at all the key spots. Do you, do you review the pictures every night before you go back out, or do you just not have the time? I do not have the time. I barely, you know, I, I, I do not have the time, so I, I did no editing while I was there. But you did, you did review the pictures from, from uh, time to time? Um, I would glance at them. And, you know, make sure I was getting stuff and I was, it was just making me more excited to go back out. But I wouldn't spend more than 10 or 15 minutes actually looking at images. I would basically, you know, while the cards were downloading, I might, I would look at some of the images, but I did no editing or I didn't, I didn't look at them extensively. So here we are, you're running around, you are extremely tired, you are taking hundreds of pictures. Where do you reach with that as an artist? What are your inner feelings? I mean, do you have feelings of anger at times or insecurity about your work, wondering what you've accomplished, knowing that you don't have the time to review them and then feeling rather insecure about that and having to go back out and keep shooting? How, how does it feel for you? I don't think that I have I felt any insecurities. I think the the thing that I felt was admiration. I felt admiration for these people, for the devotee, and I kept feeling like I had to get back out there and keep shooting. I didn't feel like I had to see, oh, let me make sure I got a good shot the last six hours. It wasn't about that. It was it was more about being a part of it, first of all, and you know, taking the pictures and admiring what these people were doing, admiring the gifts that they would bring to Santa Agata, the the flowers, the candles couple of my favorite pictures was this man's hands holding this this bouquet of flowers that were that seemed to be wildflowers they didn't really look like flowers they even picked from a garden they, they looked like wildflowers that he just wrapped in aluminum foil and his hands were were hands of a worker and he was there he, he probably didn't give any money he didn't spend any money on the flowers but he was there with his his offering to Santa Agatha and I'm sure his offering is is probably more meaningful to me anyway than, than someone with a big bouquet of store-bought flowers. How does it change people? Do you, do you literally, as a spectator, but obviously you're involved incredibly, but nevertheless you can also be a spectator. Are you actually watching people's lives change in front of you? I don't think I'm watching the devotees' lives change. I think that people who are there observing the festival their lives might change a bit. I mean, they might go back and research Santa Agatha. They might go back and research the devotee. Um, they, go, they might go back and, and research their dedication or Santa Agatha's dedication, and I think their life might change. Um, I don't think I'm witnessing 
anyone's life change in front of me. I think that their lives are already set and their devotion is, is there. So then I should ask you the question of how does your life change after you leave Sicily and return to the States? You must have a different perspective on America when you come back here. You know, like we've said, there's, there's nothing like this here, which is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? I mean, I think that this, this event in this, you know, this island, this country would be less special if something like this happened everywhere. And it's something that one would have to seek out to be a part of. It's something that one would have to seek out to witness. It's not everywhere. It's, you have to want it. But you obviously get back and you probably contemplate life, both as a human being and as a photographer. What is it that compels you to immediately download all these images at home and review them all. Um, how is that process for an artist? What is that sense of excitement that you have? You know, the, the first edit that I do, and you know this, photographers are, are, are bad editors. A lot of the photos that I choose are, are based on emotion. A lot of the photos that I choose, you know, I may choose several images that are, that are similar, but um, emotionally, I was there in that moment, and, and I remember feelings that were there, and that's why I've, I'm choosing these images. Um, but then, then I go back and I have to do a re-edit, and I really have to try and select pictures that that tell the story, that tell the story of of the devotee. Um, I think that the story of Santa Agata has has been told, but I think that the story of these devotee and, and their devotion to her is a story that 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 needs to be told, that can be told. Do you think the images that, that you produce and any photographer produces, and I could cite the famous Aftermath project in Bosnia, has more strength today for people who are more visually aware and more prepared to gain visibility about some particular issue rather than reading an article in a newspaper? I think that the image immediately stop someone it can stop someone in their tracks um, an image can can tell a story just at a glance uh, without reading an entire article but the I think the image is what stops the person to then read more about that subject or to gain more knowledge about what's happening in that image uh, so the image the image even though an, an image can tell a story it can be the tip of the iceberg of that story. Uh, what about the people that you have photographed in Sicily, Asta? Uh, will you return these images back to them? I did ask this in the last program, but I'm fascinated to know what people's response and reaction would be to seeing pictures taken of them at such an emotional, passionate time. When I'm there, the, the response from them is positive. I mean, I, I did sometimes show people the, you know, the images that I was taking, and, it, and it, it was positive from them. I am in touch with some of the devotee. I'm in touch with you know, family members that do this, and they're very excited about people seeing them. They're very excited about sharing this with them. And as far as giving back to them, I've actually, um, I've, I actually have the website that'll be launching, that should be launching tomorrow, www.festadesantagata.com. And on this website, I hope to have basically my exhibit of images and my, my potential book of images. But then I'm actually going to have a section on the website that is only for the devotee. There will, there'll be, it'll be password protected, and only the devotee will have access to this section of the website. And on that section, I'm going to put out all of my images 
available for them to download and have you know have for their own have at home or put on their personal website so you have this uh, body of work that you have produced what would be your pivotal mainstream message to people about that body of work apart from being creative visually impacting have you considered as a photographer what it is you are trying to accomplish in that body of work what is the message that comes out of it for you i guess the the message is devotion and dedication of these people to their saint you know devotion to their to their religion that's a story that i would want to share that I would want to show their public display of affection to their religion their public display of affection to their to their saint that was something that you know saint agatha was was being asked to to denounce her faith and these people are, are walking the streets and, and shouting their dedication to Santa Agatha. Could I ask you, uh, where is photography as a communicator, Asta? How, how does it impact people's minds uh, more today than a written document? I have to say, as far as a written document versus photography or, or any art form, the most influential body of work is, in fact, the Bible. So I have to say that the, the written document has more of an impact than, than any art form. Art forms ranging from painting, sculpture, architecture, to the actual images and emotions that I was able to record and, and photograph at Festa de Santa Agata are really all a result of an impact of the Bible. No matter how you feel about the Bible, whether you feel it's fact or you feel it's fiction or stories or, or whatever, that written document is truly a part of most of our lives. Um, if you study religion, you have to study the Bible. If you study art, anyone who's taken an art class has studied the Bible through the work that's in Rome, the work, the Sistine Chapel, the architecture, the, you know, everything is, is all based on the Bible. Even movies that the, you know, the Catholic Church denounces, like the Da Vinci Code, is based on stories from the Bible. So I have to think that photography, art, all of this, whenever you compare it to this written document, it has not inspired or influenced anyone more than more than the Bible. Do you actually, prior to going to an event like this, take context out of some areas of the Bible? As far as going to this, I mean, I don't take it out or I don't try and find it, but it's there. It's in front of you. It's it's the church. It's the people. Their their crosses. Their their candles. I mean, there's there's religious tones and everything influenced from the Bible is actually there. Uh, as far as her dedication to Christ, it's, it's all there. And what is it about you as a human being, I, I guess as a photographer and as a human being, that you would want people to know about you, both of those that you photographed and those people who are going to look at these pictures displaced from the event itself? that I'm able to find a story. I'm able to express a story and tell a story through the, through the pictures that I take. I'm able to find emotion 
I'm able to find feelings inside these images, whether it's a somber feeling or a happy feeling, whether I'm shooting a portrait in a studio or I'm shooting, you know, this festival, Santa Agatha. I want to I want to try and portray feelings through my images. I, w- I want people to know that I can, that that I'd like to share that with them. And in the future, uh, what will you do with this body of work? Are you going to uh, translate this or convert this into another project, or are you going to always return to this wonderful place and keep building upon this premise? Well, I have no doubt that I have the desire to continue returning to this to this particular festival and, and, and continue going back because it is something that sort of sparked something in me. But since this festival, my family members have been you know telling me, oh, you know about this festival and that festival. There's there's a few other smaller festivals around Sicily that are, you know, the, the devotee are, are equally devoted. They may be less in numbers, but they still come out and publicly show their devotion to, to other saints. Uh, St. Lucia, they've got, a, you know, St. Palermo, St. Agrigento, where they, they do celebrate other saints around the island of Sicily, but nothing is as large as this. I, I bet you wish that you could have this sort of opportunity here in the States. Is there anything near it? that would gain your interest to be able to do this here? Or is it just such a different culture that America doesn't have that passion, that outward passion? You know, it's a different culture, and it definitely would not be the same. I mean, this is something that, you know, dates back, uh, you know, hundreds and, you know, thousands of years. This, this really goes back. And there's, there's nothing like that here. There can, it, it'll take 2,000 years for there to be something like that here in the States. If there's anything, it would it would be in a you know an American Indian celebration. I think that that you'd have to find. But wanting something like this here, I, I don't feel that desire. Going back there and you know just the you know the landscape of Sicily, the you know the Baroque style of of Catania, the the lava, the volcano. I mean everything that's there is 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 just part of that that grain is just part of the culture and and part of the festival. That you know I really don't wish for anything like that here, but. But like I said, if, if there were anything, I would, I would go back to the American Indians. And how would you approach that differently from this sort of festival in Sicily? I can't say that I would approach, I would approach it much differently. I would, you know, it's, I would still approach it with the same curiosity. I would still approach it with the same respect and generosity to the person that I'm photographing. You see, I'm interested to know what the base differences are between European culture and American culture that you see as a photographer. And you have this unique position because you can float your mind between the two continents. But I'm I'm wondering, what is it that you could do as a next step to actually immerse people from here into that setting over there to, to fully appreciate what you've been through? I think the only way that I can express that is, is through the images that I have and, and sharing these images with as many people as I can. And actually thinking for a second as far as, as entering another culture, I have to say I was, I was recently in, in Mississippi, and I was near um, Tupelo, Mississippi. And there, you know, there, there's still some racial tensions that are, that are in our country, there's no, um, not all Los Angeles, it's not all New York. There, there are areas of our country where there is, I call it self-segregation, where we still kind of keep apart. And there was this area in, near Aberdeen, Mississippi, where these guys every day were, it was these African-American guys, they were playing beanbags. And I, there's not a white person in sight, not a, you know, not a light-skinned person in sight. It's all, all these guys there playing. And I walked up, and I started talking to them, and 
I got in there and I, I, I took pictures of them playing beanbags and I became friendly with them and talking to them. And it was a great experience. And it's something that you have to go in respectfully and go in and kind of test the waters and, and see if you're welcomed and see if you can go in and take pictures. But I just basically walk in with my, you know, my cameras, my backstage pass, I guess. And I just, you know, walked in and, and connected with them and started taking pictures. And I even went back a couple of days later and, and shot them again. And they were excited to see me. And, um, you know, that was, that was a great experience in itself. Not so different than an experience of, of going in and shooting Santa Agata. So there, there, there are experiences that people here in the States can, can reach out to and dive into. Does anybody ever in Sicily during this event ask you what American society is all about? During this event, no. There are times whenever I've been in Sicily and have been in Italy where people want to have conversations with, with me over which country is better, Italy or, or America. And I really avoid those conversations. They're, they're two different countries. I can't say, oh, this country is definitely better or that country is better. Each, each country has its pluses and minuses. You know, each country has its pros and cons. So for me, there's, you know, both places are my home. For me, no place is better than the other. And what are your plans in the future? Uh, you were talking before the program about taking people over there on specific photographic journeys to Italy. When is that going to begin? Well, since doing this project and since taking these pictures, I've felt a desire to share them with people and, and to bring people there. You know, mentioning, mentioning my, my story and, and what, I, what I did there with other photographer friends, everyone's saying, well, I want to go, I want to go. You know, so everyone wants to go. So this has now grown into, I've actually started to, to produce a workshop that I'll be taking to Sicily through Julia Dean Photo Workshops. Through some of the research that I did, I realized that there are actually five World Heritage Sites in Sicily. And that was something, you know, growing up, I, I didn't know. I went to Syracuse and threw rocks in the water and, you know, went swimming in the ocean. I had no idea I was at a World Heritage Site, you know. I went to Noto with my family and had ice cream. I had no idea the historical significance of that town realizing some of that stuff there i've now decided i want to share some of what my heritage is some of what my background is with other people so that's why i've started producing this workshop uh, given that america is not terribly popular abroad right now do you ever get any pushback from people over there you know what the same way when i approached when i was in in the south and i was in a you know the small town and there's the um like i said some still racial tensions and some some self-segregation like i said Going in there and letting them know who you are, letting them know that you're, you're respectful to them and you're just there to see what their story is. You know, everyone has a story. Going into the, to the crowds in Sicily, uh, it's the same thing. I go in and I'm, I'm there respectfully. They're, you know, I might get a little, little static from one or two people, but, you know, if there's close to a million people there and only two people tell me they don't want their picture taken, those are fairly decent odds. You talk about racial tensions in Louisiana. That's scary, is it not, uh, in this day and age? Can you expound upon that a bit? I mean, you know, is it very evident? For me, it's evident in the small towns. Whenever you see only black people together or only white people together, then that's evidence that they're not, they're not even talking to each other. And I, you know, I don't want to dwell on this, it is, but it is, it is somewhat of a fact in, in what I think the smaller towns in our country I mean, just, you know, just recently there, there are still people who, because times have changed, there, there are people who are actually getting uh, sentenced for things that they did 40 years ago, 30 years ago, 
for crimes that they committed, you know, racial crimes that were committed, you know, 30, 40 years ago. There are people that are getting sentenced just today. Those people, until, you know, as time is changing and, and the next generation comes up, that mentality will still exist. Is that something that you would like to follow, that evolution? Because clearly America is going through immense changes right now. Is that something that you could create a project around during these amazing years that we're living through? Yeah, it is something that I think that I could, I could begin to explore. I mean, the, the one thing that, that I do with my children is I do try and raise them, you know, tolerant to other cultures and, and other societies and, and other people. I do let them know that everyone is different and that being different is normal, that speaking another language is normal. You know, there were, when I was growing up in Louisiana, I didn't like to speak Italian because everyone would look at me. You know, I was in a small town. I don't want, I don't want to talk bad about Louisiana. I love crawfish, you know. But, um, <laughs> but, but, you know, growing up there and, you know, being in the grocery store, if my mother would speak to me in Italian and everyone would look, I felt really uncomfortable because you were different and different was not good. You know, different is was bad. Basically, you had to you had to fit the mold, and that was that that was how I felt growing up, and that's how I think some areas very well may still be that way, and that is something that I'm making sure I do not instill in my children. That is something that I make sure my children do know about other cultures and, and are accepting to other people's beliefs. As far as the future is concerned, Asta, you are going to obviously continue to cover this wonderful festival. How many images did you come back with at the end of the day? I did not count those images. I'm terribly sorry. Um, so I don't have an answer to that. I did edit it down to approximately a thousand images that I will share with the people of Santa Agata. I, I will share with the devotee of Santa Agata. And I have narrowed it down to about 100 images that I would like to make an exhibit or eventually make a book with. And, of course, you are very, very involved in the photographic community. You are chairman of organizations. You really are becoming an ambassador. Uh, what is it that you are trying to achieve there? Are you a great supporter of photography as an art, as a career? What is it that you're doing here as far as helping other people in the same career? You know, I, I guess I want to instill a... Um an appreciation for photography. I want to, um, and, and being involved in these organizations and, and the opportunities that have that have come from it, um, I've been able to donate my time and I've been been able to donate my images for uh, for, for great causes. And one of the things that I'd, I'd like to show is that you can you can give back. You can give back your, you know, your your time by you know teaching photography so, to some underprivileged children on an afternoon. You can donate a print. To, uh, to an exhibit, you know, just this weekend is the uh, Focus on AIDS event, and there are lots of, lots of photographers, big-name photographers who've donated images, and I think that they're setting an example of what other photographers can do, and, and I've had the opportunity of, of curating a show, and I'm now going to curate another show, where, um, you know, I, I chose WeSpark, was a, was a benefiting charity of this, the I Spy show that I told you about, I Spy with My Plastic Eye. Yes. Uh, WeSpark was, was a charity, and I was able to give them some money. Um, I'm now curating another show um, where I'm, I've chosen the Aftermath Project to actually um, be the beneficiary of, of any funds that are made from this show. Is that becoming a very important part of your life? Is that a transition that you see occurring more and more uh, as you become uh, more established in this business? 
You know, in in one sense, you can also look at it as a as a as a selfish act because I have to say it. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel good that I did something and someone who was in need actually benefited from it. So, giving money to a charity or, or donating in a print, it um, it 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 helps my self esteem. So, I actually do get something from doing it and. That's something that I guess, by example, other people might do on a, on a bigger scale, on a smaller scale. It all, you know, it all matters. It all adds up. What do you say to people when you are in these events, Asta, as far as taking on photography as a career? Is it something that you, you fully support, or are you cognizant of the problems of being an artist and, and the problems with the economy? How do you approach that? Well, when I'm teaching to, to people who are well, not teaching, when I'm um, when I'm speaking to people who are or young people, people who are you know just getting out of high school or you know just starting college, one of the things that I I try and emphasize is that photography at the end of the day is a business. Even though you're doing something you love, even though you're creating and you're you know you're in, you're having fun at work, it's still a business. So. You really need to get some business skills, marketing skills. I mean, there's you know, it's there's a joke that you're 80 percent business and marketing, 20 percent photographer, um, because you are spending a lot of time doing that. So that's the one thing that I try and instill in them. But you know, showing that you know the fact that I still go out and, and shoot things on my own as these personal projects, and um, you know, from Santa Agata that that is turning into something really big to you know the, the guys playing beanbags in Mississippi is just something that was is in me. And I feel like doing so. If I were an accountant or a lawyer or whatever my day job would happen to be, I think that I would still seek out these these projects. I would still seek out doing these images. Given that work and that project in Sicily, would you define yourself more as a photojournalist than a commercial fine art photographer now? Yeah, I think um, you know. I think photo. You know, fernal, I think storyteller. You know, I, I think yes, it is photojournalism. You are basically recording an event, um, and and yes, it is. You know, it is photojournalism. You know, for, for the definition of photojournalism. But I, I really feel like I'm trying to tell a story with images. You know, tell a story without words. In the closing minutes of the program, could you tell our listeners what it is that you came away from this last time in Sicily? That your overriding feelings and how you still feel about that festival today in your mind? I come back from that festival and I, I feel a, an admiration and um, I, I feel thankful for what, for what I've received from, from witnessing the festival and, and seeing Santa Agata and, and seeing the devotee. Um, I feel like that they really have their place and that they, they really provide a service to their to their beliefs. Um, I mean, when I was in, when I was out there photographing, I, I heard someone comment, you know, why don't these these people instead of doing this, why don't they go volunteer in a hospital for a day? And I thought about that for you know about an hour after I heard it, and I started rethinking and, and you know looking at what these people were doing and and realizing that you do need someone to go volunteer for a, at a medical center, but. I think that these people, these devotees, what they're doing also has its place, and I feel like it, it's just as important because they're they're bringing into light the dedication, and they're bringing into light their their religious beliefs 
which may inspire someone to go and give give time at a hospital or go and give time to a different charity. They they may find inspiration through what they're doing to go and do something of good somewhere else. And where, uh, for our listeners, Asta, would uh, we find this body of work? Uh, what are the references, please, as far as websites are concerned or possible uh, gallery events in the future? Um, it, will, it will be on festadesantagata.com. Uh, you can obviously link through it through my website, astormorgan.com. And um, I'm, and I'm, I'm speaking with the Italian Cultural Center here in Los Angeles. It's, it would be special for me to have it there first, but um, if you know we're working on dates, but if if that doesn't work out, then I can you know I, I would I would I would consider other options as far as exhibiting this work, and it is something that I think people will find of interest. It is something from another culture, regardless of what your ethnicity, your religious background, regardless of any of that. I think that this is an interesting body of work to anyone to see this culture and to see the the devotion of these people. Would you fully? suggest that people visit this great festival if they have the capability? If anyone has the opportunity, I, I definitely recommend that they visit it. And um, you can, you know, go in it, you know, head first like I did and, and, and do it for the entire three days, or it's something that you can witness from the sidelines because, you know, the, the, it's, it gets pretty crowded. From what I understand, it's close to a million people that attend this festival. Um, so it can get a little crowded, and that may be good for some people and, and not good for others. So it's, you know, based on your what you can handle, I recommend that you, you visit this, this country and, and visit this island and, and, and the festival. Aston Morgan, it's been a great uh, privilege yet again to uh, bring you onto the program, and uh, what a great program it was. I wish you so much luck in the future and also look forward to seeing this amazing body of work. David, thank you very much for having me. And to our listeners, uh, I do hope that you have enjoyed this program as much as I have. You can gain information on this and any other program in the series at davidgibbons.org. Meanwhile, wherever you are in this world, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Ritrovare le mie radici in un'antica tradizione rinnovare il suo valore culturale David Gibbons in discussion welcomes listeners comments and viewpoints at its blog at davidgibbons.org this programming is supported by organizations and firms in the private and public sectors Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.